welcome to episode 320 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Wednesday, 25th of January, 2023. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e-bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T-E-R-N, bicycles.com, to learn more. I'm Carlton Reed, and welcome to the 320th episode of the Spokesman Podcast, in which I chat this episode with Dan Abrahams. Dan is one of those loosely involved with Edinburgh's critical mass, and he's also a musician who has recently written a couple of jaunty protest songs that I think will resonate with the audience of a cycling podcast. Both are accompanied by great videos, one of which stars a young girl riding her bike alone in Edinburgh before being joined by critical mass riders. Uh, Dan, thanks for talking to me. You've got the, a new video out today. Yes. So, uh, uh, so let's talk about that first. And, sure. Uh, saying that's, that's probably the, the, the thing that's freshest in your mind. Okay. So uh, you've given quite a few car brands some plugs there, haven't you? Chrysler, <laughs> Jaguar. You know, I was expecting a few more, you know, Aston Martin or whatever. So yeah. uh, uh, why pick on those? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest. Um, uh, I think there's way too many big cars, as I put them. But I think when I when I say that, I think people understand what I mean. You know, the kind of huge city four by fours SUVs, which are just so enormous physically, and also you know their engines are so powerful. They have absolutely no place in a city, probably even in the countryside. You know, they're not. But they're not designed to work on farms. They've just been designed as luxury cars. And uh, I think they shouldn't be allowed. And I think it's ridiculous that people uh, are charging around town in them. They're so dangerous. Like, you know, kids are literally obscured. Um, you know, um, when, when, you, when you put a kid in front of, you know, the, the, the bonnet of one of these cars, the person at the front cannot see that kid. They're so big. Um, and this song is just basically to poke fun at them, you know, and, um, and, uh, the, the choice of the brands is kind of more to do with rhyming than to do with any particularly bad brand. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're all as, as bad as each other. They just want to sell expensive cars. Um, so yeah, the, the, ch- the choice of the brands is, is purely just for alliteration and rhyming. So you're in Edinburgh. Yeah. And I believe Edinburgh on the TomTom index is basically every single year it, it wins for being the most congested city. Is that right? I, I didn't I didn't know that. Yes, Edinburgh is, is is the most congested city in the UK year after year after year. Wow. Okay. In in the TomTom index, and TomTom is using you know uh, sat nav data. Right. So this is not like you know people standing by the side of the streets. Yeah. This is you know genuine you know compute from computer you know data right um 
So you're, you're living in the kind of city where you, 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 cars aren't going to go very fast anyway yeah. in the city centre. Yeah. So yeah, there is no point having these big things. Yeah. And perhaps even big cars are, are part of the reason why there might be congestion. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm surprised that I'm surprised the TomTom index hasn't been suppressed by Google Maps index. But um, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. Edinburgh is really bad for congestion. Um, I mean, I, will, I guess I'm quite surprised that London's not at the top. But I guess it's kind of when you think about Greater London, maybe that makes sense. But yeah, in the middle of Edinburgh, um, it's 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 crazy, especially like the road which is just off from my road. It's kind of the route into Edinburgh from the south. And, you know, it's it's kind of four lanes, chocolate block, because you've got the two lanes of parked cars on either side. And then, yeah, it's just chocker down this major shopping street, actually, with people trying to, like, you know, go about do their local shop. Uh, it's just chocker with cars and, yeah, a lot of big cars. Hmm. But then you also have a, a, a very good, and I suppose, I don't know, but you, you tell me where it's very good, but the, the tram system, which is relatively new. The tram system basically takes you f- currently from the airport to the middle of town. Mm. So mm. that's the major use of it. Like it does serve some areas of Edinburgh, but effectively it's a kind of airport shuttle, um, mm. which there is also a bus shuttle to the airport, which is faster and cheaper than the tram. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tram extension, which probably you've heard about, it's kind of been like an ongoing fiasco. Um, is figures due to open in the new year, and that will be that will be really good because it will um, go then from the centre of town to the north to the shore through Leith. Um, and when that's opened, it should be really good and um, should be a really good thing for the pe- people in Leith who've been suffering the tram works for. Could, is it 10 years or something ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, there's also a bike lane going down Leith, which at Leith is like the big region in the in north of Edinburgh. And there's a big bike lane going down there. And it's got its faults. There's lampposts in the middle of it. There's ridiculously tight turns and kind of crashes with pedestrian areas. But still, it's a bike lane, um, which, is, which is good. So, yeah, there's there's positive things happening um there's other bike lanes being made but the pace of change is beyond slow it's kind of you know all these parties have been elected in in last may the council the the council the, the parties which had the most votes were all parties which said we want to have more active travel mm. we want to make infrastructure to enable active travel um yet the convener of the the transport convener in the council um, is saying stuff like, we're going to have a plan by the end of the year. And we're thinking, you can have a plan by the end of the year. So if it takes six months to make a plan and you know, your term is four years, then you know, what hope do we have to get these things built? Mm. And then um, you are, is there such a thing as the organiser of critical mass in Edinburgh? Because of course there are no organisers. Um, but are, are you one of the people involved in critical mass in Edinburgh? Put it that way. Yes, I'm, I'm involved. And I think actually, you know, at the start, we kind of came under some criticism from some people for, like you say, basically organizing it. You know, I think ed- critical mass in Edinburgh at the start was, um, well, many, many years ago, it was 
like you say, it was a kind of spontaneous thing with no official organizers. And it was on the last Friday of every month at mm. I think 5 p.m. So kind of peak traffic time, peak kind of this is going to piss off car drivers time. And when we restarted it two years ago, we decided to make it on a Saturday at 2 p.m. to make it family friendly, to make it a bit less um, antagonistic against car drivers. Um, and we came under fire from that for some people who saying that's not critical mass. And, you know, we were do we started social media stuff and we were kind of organizing it and publicizing the route before to make it accessible to people so that they could mm. join midway. They could know how long it's going to take, whether they're going to manage it. People are saying that's not in the spirit of critical mass. It's meant to be spontaneous. But our view is like, we think this is a really effective way of showing the support for cycling, which exists, but it's kind of silent because people, you know, are too scared to get on their bike or, you know, they're just a silent majority who want more bike infrastructure, but, you know, they're not making a fuss about it. And Isn't it more, almost more of a critical mass in that case? Because critical mass is, is almost based on that, you know, publicizing the route, obviously having lots of kids there because that that would be you know yeah. in the name um, um yeah i mean we've done we've done a couple of kidical masses as well now yeah maybe it's more like that but i guess the point is that we don't really we don't really mind what the tradition of critical mass is like we respect that there's been like a long history of like people making great protests but what we wanted to focus on is to be about making it accessible and getting people to come and getting not just the usual white middle-aged males to come, but to get like people of all types to come and feel welcome and feel safe, um, you know, to do, to do that ride, which is, and, and feel safe to, to doing that, you know, rather and than then the, sorry, the, sorry the, the bike video, yeah, which is where, where I, I found you from, yeah. or your sister told me yeah. about you from, yeah. um, was that shot on, um, a critical mass or did you just do that on a different day? Yeah, yeah. Describe how you did that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a kind of like that video is a total sort of smashing together of my music life and my sort of bike activism life. And, um, um, my, uh, my, my, my friend, um, who's a big cycle campaigner, his, um, daughter and, and, and their family, agreed to take part in the video and I had this idea that um, it would be her riding around the streets of Edinburgh and you know being really scared that it's not safe to cycle of course it's not safe for a nine-year-old to cycle by themselves in Edinburgh but it but it is something which people do in in Amsterdam in, or in Holland and and then slowly more and more people would join her so basically what we did was on the day the day before critical mass we filmed the kind of solo um, shots of the girl riding around Edinburgh. Then mm. on the morning of Critical Mass, I got a few pals together and we shot the scenes where kind of a trickle of other cyclists start to join her. And then, yeah, at the start of the Critical Mass ride, we basically did a shout out and said, hey, everybody, um, we want to, you know, film some shots. Please let us know if you don't want to be in the shots or we'll kind of go to the back of the Critical Mass and we're just going to do a few, few shots. So basically, we are the little girl came to the front of the critical mass and I was on like a turn bike um, riding right in front of the critical mass and the cameraman was sitting on the back of the turn bike facing backwards towards the critical mass. A GSD? 
Is that the type of turn bike? Uh, it's the it's it's probably the most popular one. It's like the uh, uh, electric cargo bike electric, with yeah. like all sorts of fittings on the back. Yeah, and, it was basically like a kind of bench on the back, and it was like or- yeah, orange electric like bike. Yeah, I don't know what the mm. brand, the name was. Yeah, but really cool bike anyway. And um, cool organization called Bikes for Refugees in Edinburgh um, lent that to me because they they had that that bike. Mm-hmm. And they, Bikes Refugees is an organization in Edinburgh who takes um, like old disused bikes and fixes them up for refugees to to donate to. Mm-hmm. So then you spliced it all together. I spl- um, yeah, I spliced it all together. And <laughs> then part of the narrative was the kind of the girl going to Amsterdam and discovering what cycling could be like uh, in a kind of ideal world. And, uh, that obviously was going to be very expensive to, to do in film. So I, uh, got an animator to kind of realize those sections. Hmm. Cause the, the, I mean, it's the same animator, presumably who's done the, the car one yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then what do you do with the films apart from put them on YouTube? Cause I've, I've seen them on how do you physically promote them? How do you get them out there? It's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just doing my best to get them seen by as many people as possible. And for me, that's been social media and, um, you know, kind of sending them around bicycle organizations, hoping that they might share them. Cycling UK um, shared the, our, our streets video and, um, I employed a PR company to help me with the um, the R Streets video, but I'm afraid to say they didn't have much success for whatever reason. Um, but I, I really want, you know, more than the usual like cycling campaigning uh, group to, to to see them. You know, the idea is that they're kind of catchy pop songs, and that people might come across them who are not into cycling, and they might actually get hooked by the music first and then then the message kind of hit afterwards you know yes and then tell me about your music so how, how are you how are you you, you said you, you you're, you're merging the two lives together there yeah. but uh, tell me about your music part of your your life there then yeah so i mean you mean more generally or, or specifically for these songs uh, generally, so so so. Well, just yeah. You, you sure. talked about the, the cycling part, so uh, talk about the the music part yeah, sure. of, of so, Abraham. Um, I mean, I, I was an engineer for about ten years and um, working for for a company who was doing kind of sustainable technology stuff. So it was like we were working on a wind turbine and then we we're working on some hybrid vehicles, and um, the music was always on the side. And then this year for many reasons, I decided to kind of take the plunge and do music. And my music in Edinburgh is a mixture of stuff, um, apart from the cycling songs, which is a kind of like uh, a kind of one-off special thing. Um, I play in folk bands. So I have a group called Duali who we make. We make music um, in the kind of traditional Celtic vein, but we have a kind of more progressive, modern kind of feel and we do a lot of stuff for archive um films i also have a band called wayward jane who play 
more like old time Americana music of banjo and fiddle and double bass. And then I also play jazz, soul. I have a band called the Foo Birds who, who do that kind of thing. So it's, it's a real mix of stuff. Um, and, and the cycling songs is kind of, um, I knew that my bands wouldn't probably be into that. So I kind of decided to do that as, as myself, as Dan Abrahams, which is kind of a first for me. Mm-hmm. Now you're not from Edinburgh. No, I'm from, I'm from Sheffield. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So how come you're in Edinburgh? Was it through that job that you were describing before? It was uni and then the job. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, the video, the, the streets video, yeah. um, it, yes, it's very Edinburgh based, yeah. but it, it, it could be any city that, that it's not, it hasn't, it, it's not like grounding it completely only in Edinburgh, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, that that's the idea that anyone could 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 feel like you know the that looks like my city totally unsafe to cycle in and you know wouldn't it be amazing if we could all you know cycle on mass together and and live with less cars um and that that was the idea behind the section right at the end of the video where you basically see critical masses from right around the world mm. which is mm. the idea was to kind of zoom out and be like this is a worldwide movement you know, there's stuff going on right around the world in Africa, in South America. Um, I didn't manage to get any footage in Asia. Unfortunately. No, that's not true. There was some in Nepal um, and and Europe as well. So, um, so yeah, that yeah. I hoped to, I hoped, and, and I think I think that was that was cool because I think you know it kind of it spoke to people you know right across the globe, which was really nice. If we go back to, uh, you mentioned that there was a a bit of conflict there between how you're organising your your critical mass and how traditionally it's organised, you know, last Friday of the month, you know, bang on commute time, which is kind of, you know, the raising debt. But but if you're doing it when you're doing it, that doesn't stop somebody else doing it at the quotation marks here at the traditional times so could you have two critical masses in in edinburgh um, i mean you probably could but i mean you know getting these things organized is you know it, it takes we've got quite a lot of people involved you know designing the flyers printing the flyers putting them up um, doing social media you know organizing stewards first aid uh, you know we, we don't sort of like we don't take it lightly to sort of do things well and safely. So if people were up for organizing a Friday one, they'd be welcome to. And, um, but you know, I guess they'd need to find the people to, Mm. to, to, to do that. Um, Mm. and I guess there's a good thing about consistency is like people know that it's going to be at that time in that place. They know that they can always turn up. Uh, And how many people are you getting there, Dan? We're getting about 250 a month. That's really good. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, our benchmark is Brussels just because, um, right at the start, we were in touch with some of the people involved in critical mass Brussels and they gave us some tips and advice and they're getting thousands of people, um, at their rides. So, you know, when you compare yourself to that, then 250 doesn't seem amazing, but when you're on the ride, it feels great, you know? Hmm. Because I mean that comes across in the in the video how it's like it's it's liberating to be on the. It is, and people say that you know, yeah, exactly. People say that when they're on the ride, it's like, it's like, wow, this is what 
our roads could be like. This feels amazing to be on my road because it's my road as well as the car driver's roads, but but I feel totally safe, you know, and we're listen- we're playing music on loudspeakers. You're chatting to people, you know, meeting new people. There's people who've borrowed bikes to come on the ride and they've come off the ride having like three offers of bikes. Like they, you know, they go on the ride and someone and saying, I had to borrow a bike to go on this ride. I don't have a bicycle. By the end of the ride, multiple people have said to them, I've got a spare bike. You can have it, you know? So it's like, I know there's a big cycling community on like Twitter and stuff, but it's actually great to have the cycling community meet once a month in person and, Mm. you know, chat to each other. There is, I mean, Edinburgh is one of those cities which does have a very active cycle campaign outfit team organization, whatever you want to call it. You spokes. It does. For many, many years. Yeah, it does. And they're fantastic. Yeah. So is, is there any meshing there between you and Spokes? Um, there is. I mean, Spokes are great. They always share, um, like, our, they always, like, kind of promote our rides. And they sometimes come at the start of the ride to kind of um, to sell their maps. They have these amazing maps of, like, cycling routes in Edinburgh. Um, and also, you know, I think it's just there's a really good synergy between organizations like Spokes who do the really hard, um, laborious work of like going to council meetings to give deputations and, you know, meeting with councillors and doing that kind of behind the scenes work. That's a good synergy with critical mass, which is a kind of like, let's be on the street, having a physical presence, you know, having showing the councillors that look at all these cyclists who want to be riding on the roads if only it was safe to do so mm. in your face yeah <laughs> kind of thing yeah mm. so tell me about your f- any future projects and that where you're going to merge these two you know the, the dan abraham's uh, <laughs> two worlds um so you've got big car out today yeah big uh, streets was three months ago yeah so um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, other ideas for proper projects. I'm sad to say that that's um, that's the kind of um, the kind of that's the kind of cycling songs um, for the moment. Um, I, and I've, I've, I've had some people get in touch saying that they've been interested in collaborating to to do some more cycling songs. So definitely that's possible in the future. But um, actually, I'm going to be releasing some more sort of dan abrahams and his emotions songs um so less cycling more sort of you know just about uh you know love life and (laughs) that kind of thing so maybe less interesting for the cycling community but Mm -hmm. um but you know hopefully people will like that music too Okay. And, and tell us about how you got into cycling because your sister, I won't mention her full bucket. Sure. Yeah. Graph now, I'm just thinking when I was speaking to your sister yeah. and I can, I, 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 then she didn't, in my Forbes piece, she didn't want her second name mentioned. Right. Okay. But of course <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket science just no. to realize, I wonder what her second name might be. Yeah. Um, um uh, but she's clearly into cycling you're into cycling so how come that the abraham's family is into cycling yeah it's interesting i mean my when i say i'm into cycling 
I don't actually do cycling for leisure. Like I don't go occasionally go out for, for kind of bike rides for fun. But for me, like bike cycling is just how I get around, you know, and my interest in cycling is about, you know, protesting for people to be able to use the bike as their means of getting from A to B. You know, I cycle everywhere. I cycle to my, to, I cycle to gigs on my bike. I go everywhere on my bike. Whereas my sister and my dad, cycling is like, it's a sport. It's about on the weekend going out in the group and how fast are they going and have they got the latest gear and stuff. Um, so it's a kind of, but obviously, obviously my sister's into the, the campaigning side of it too, but I think it was, it was kind of just chance that, that we all kind of got into it. Um, I guess we were brought up, me and my sister, you know, thinking about, you know, social and environmental issues in the world. And I think just sort of both separately came to the understanding that, you know, cycling is just such an easy solution to so many problems in the world. Like it says in in our street song at the end, you know, pollution, people's health, mental health, um, congestion, climate change, um, air pollution, you know, tire pollution, all these issues become easier when more people are cycling. And, um, I've lost track of what I was going to say. Um, you're kind of on your on your family and how you, cycling is is a, a good solution. Yeah, you know, I was and, you know I was working in a in a tech company for ten years. You know, on kind of these like solutions like which for reducing CO two. Um, but I think at the end, I was really quite frustrated that the technology was taking so long to to mature and get commercialized. But at the same time, all these sort of just absolutely basic solutions, which is just about political will, they're not about technology, um, were being so slow to kind of be, become realized um, apart from in Holland. So, yeah, and I think, and I think, and I think you know, my, my sister, you know, it's, a, it's the same kind of thing in, in, in Brussels, although I think they're further ahead than in, in Edinburgh. Um, so and I think, so, so yeah, she kind of combines her sport, sporty cycling with the kind of, you know, getting, you know, the kind of community and campaigning cycling thing. Whereas for me, it's kind of, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any Lycra or anything like that. Thanks to Dan Abrahams there. By the way, Dan's sister, Alison, was featured in the Brussels episode back in November last year. Thanks for listening to episode 320 of the Spokesman podcast brought to you in association with Turn Bicycles. Dan's videos are embedded on the show notes at the-spokesmen.com. The next two episodes will be with inspirational women in business. But meanwhile, get out there and ride. Ride.